Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. You are going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol. Welcome to the Morning Beat on this one-year anniversary of the January 6th insurrection on Capitol Hill, a day we never thought we would see. Uh, fast forward one year, we are still very much in a global pandemic and waiting uh, as right now, Joe Biden, uh, President Biden, and Vice President Kamala Harris are walking to the podium in the rotunda that just a year ago uh, was infiltrated by these extremists trying to overthrow the election, overthrow our government, uh, yet here we are. Vice President Harris is getting ready to speak. We'll have audio for you uh, throughout the morning uh, as it becomes available to us. Uh, good morning, Michaela. A little bit heavy today. You know, I was really I was really hoping to talk about the 28th anniversary of another uh, iconic moment in American history, <laughs> uh, the day that Nancy Kerrigan was clubbed in the knee uh, right after coming off the ice rink during practice at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships in 1994. Uh, thanks to Jeff, Jeff Galuli and his goons and Tanya Harding, she could do a triple axel, but not much else. Uh, but I yet, know that's right. <laughs> but yet here we are talking about an insurrection and the overthrow of our democracy. So how are you doing today? Well, I'll keep it light for you, as that tends to be my job sometimes. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this makes me sound as a human being, but I woke up this morning. I couldn't wait to talk to you because January 6th is um, is a big day for me. I have some of my best content I've ever produced, and I don't know if this makes me a good person. Like, I can go to therapy and talk about this. Probably makes you terrible, but I love it. Yes, right. Like, my video went viral last year of doing a video of Melania having a photo shoot while the Capitol was being stormed. And then my second best video was showing up to Miss USA for a Halloween pageant that I had to sing at, but I had just had knee surgery. So I showed up like Nancy Kerrigan in crutches in my ice skating outfit with tears down my face. And I just like as a whole, it's good. It's a good content day for me. I never know what today will hold. Um, and I'm just going to keep that positivity of making darkness to light making darkness to light much like nancy kerrigan did all those years ago she went on to compete in the olympics and won a silver medal for america uh, uh, tanya amazing. harding finished eighth place and and cried tears of sorrow which is what i'm hoping is going to happen to donald trump and his entire family very very soon tears of sorrow you know Ooh. uh 
coming up in just a little bit. We're actually uh, talking to attorney Paula Canny uh, about just that. The, the Trump kids are in trouble. Uh, the attorneys, the attorney general of New York, uh, the state of New York is coming after Ivanka and Don Jr. Uh, could they actually end up behind bars, though? Paula Canny is going to answer that question and more uh, coming up in about 10, 12 minutes from now. Also, throughout the morning, we are going to be sharing audio. Vice President Harris is speaking right now, and I'm sure as soon as we have that, we'll share as well as uh, President Joe Biden uh, speaking in the rotunda on Capitol Hill. But right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right. Well, there's a lot going on that we're going to continue talking about. But when it comes to the CDC, they've updated its recommendations for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine booster to include children as young as 12, at least five months after they finished their primary set of shots. Separately, a bipartisan groups of senators floated the idea of more COVID-19 relief as event cancellations, closures and travel woes pile up due to skyrocketing Omicron cases. However, the talks failed to move forward. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a a high of 41 in New York, 72 in L.A., 63 in Vegas, 75 in Palm Springs, 55 in San Francisco, 48 in Seattle, and a high of 54 in Sacramento. Now give us a vibe of the day. You are not a product of your circumstances. You are a product of your decisions. Just like Nancy Kerrigan is now remembered for battling back and going on to win that silver medal at the Olympics, you too can overcome. I'm really just trying to deal with this whole insurrection anniversary stuff. That's a lot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. I know. It's crazy. Mm. All right. Well, coming up, I'm excited to talk to Paula Canny as she breaks down what's really going on with Ivanka and Don Jr. And if they're in any kind of real trouble, coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beats. Time for first round of What's Poppin' for the Morning. This story is a bit disheartening. Michaela, what do you have for us? Well, it is a bit disheartening. Um, we've been talking about Jeopardy like crazy, and we're loving Amy Schneider. Uh, and Amy Schneider, the Jeopardy champion, is the highest earning female contestant that was tweeted on Monday and that she'd been robbed over the weekend, which is so sad. She tweeted, so first off, I'm fine, but I got robbed yesterday, lost my ID, credit cards, and phone. I then couldn't really sleep last night and have been dragging myself around all all day trying to replace everything. <clears throat> and it's so sad because it's one of those situations where um, did they know her? Did they know that she was killing it on Jeopardy? Is it the same way that people like to stay anonymous when they win the lottery? They don't want anybody to know they may have money, but it's so sad. She's been on such a streak and she's making uh, so much history. And it feels, listen, I've been robbed at gunpoint and there's nothing like having your things violated and your stuff taken out and um, it just is such a crappy feeling and I feel really bad. It probably is really bothering her. Well, I mean, she's the first trans woman to ever qualify for the Tournament of Champions uh, out trans woman and that's it's, it's a huge deal and she's getting a lot of attention right now. You know, I was looking uh, just out of curiosity yesterday. She has almost 60,000 followers on Twitter now and her tweets are getting thousands and thousands of likes and retweets every time she gets on social media. So, People are paying attention to her. And the fact that she lives up in the Bay Area in Oakland, crime is rampant up there right now. Uh, theft is at, at, at just levels that we haven't seen in so long. I I actually got robbed up there, uh, or our car did, and all of my belongings were taken. A few months ago, I was filming some stuff uh, for Queerty and LGBTQ Nation and Toyota that's going to be released, I think, actually sometime later this month. Um, but we were up by the Painted Ladies in San Francisco, not too far from Oakland, and for about 10, 15 minutes, we were away from our car, and they broke in and stole all of our luggage out of it. 
in broad daylight and the police officers knew exactly who they were. They knew their license plate because it was a stolen car and there were people who video recorded the entire thing right there in front of them and there's still nothing the police could do about it. They said that the day before, 120 cars in the same neighborhood got broken into the day before. So the crime up there is just out of control right now and add to the fact that she's got a million dollars or you know roughly a million dollars in her bank account right now and growing uh, and all this notoriety I, I'm with you I wouldn't want people to know I had that money no way no way well it's so sad and uh, I hope that she keeps her spirits up in any way that she can and, and continue moving forward but uh, we're so sorry to our fellow sister that's terrible all right coming up in the next hour we are talking uh, our memories of January 6th it's a very dark time I'm going to try to bring some humor because that's what I do uh, but it is very serious and we'll discuss next Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's a big hour here on the show. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to share our thoughts um, uh, on on our memories of the January 6th insurrection that took place one year ago today. You know, just moments ago, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris spoke to the nation uh, from the Capitol Rotunda. We've got some audio of that coming up in News on the Beat for you in just a moment. Also, a little bit later on this hour, we're going to be joined by... A reporter from the Washington Post by the name of Craig Timberg uh, talking about the elements that, that that he believes led to the insurrection last January 6th, uh, what has not changed since, uh, and could it all happen again or even worse? We're having that conversation again with a reporter from the Washington Post a little bit later on this hour. Um, so stick around for all of it. We've got a, a lot of great conversations coming up. It's also Therapy Thursday, and our next hour we're going to be joined by our marriage and family therapist, James Gay. You know, we all have a lot of emotions attached uh, to what we saw take place on Capitol Hill last year. There were literally people defecating on the floor of our, our nation's most revered establishment uh, there on Capitol Hill. Uh, they were threatening to hang Vice President Mike Pence. I mean, these are just things that are unprecedented, unheard of, threatening the life of Nancy Pelosi and others, uh, while people, you know, waved Confederate flags in that rotunda carrying, you know, semi-automatic assault rifles while our congresspeople and senators were hiding in offices and hallways and broom closets and it's just unbelievable um so the mental the mental impact that has on people is real and we're going to have a conversation with our therapist for that uh a little bit later on so if if you're also going through it and you just don't know how to feel about all of these weird emotions uh pour an extra cup of coffee and and hang out with us all morning here on the morning beat uh currently though it is some time uh, time for some news on the beat michaela what do you have for us okay babe well the cdc has updated its recommendations for the pfizer covid19 vaccine booster to include children as young as 12 at least five months after they've finished their primary set of shots. Separately, a bipartisan groups of senators floated the idea of more COVID-19 relief as event cancellations, closures, and travel woes pile up due to skyrocketing Omicron cases. However, the talks failed to move forward. Uh, in other news, gay news, this is kind of iconic. A homophobic troll left an insulting comment on a photo of Chastin Buttigieg and his family, but Chastin did not let him get away with it. A few days ago, Chastin posted a photo with his husband and Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg and their twin babies. He said 2021 brought it with many challenges, but it also gave us a lot to be grateful for. Happy New Year, friends. Now, most commenters online love the picture of the happy family, but but some did not, and one in particular left a nasty comment. 
Uh, in an Instagram story, Chastin called out that commenter, an independent contractor for a real estate company. Uh, he posted what his comment was, and then he said, in the year 2022, you'd think these people would be wise enough to post their homophobia from an alt account, not one easily connected to their job. He then went ahead and tagged Skyline Properties, where the man was employed in Seattle. And Skyline gave a little pushback, but after a while, came out and released a statement that said, after spending time to properly review the comments made by this individual, we have found that that this was not some fluke mistake or hacking a situation and have promptly fired him from Skyline Properties. Uh, we stand with our LGBTQ brothers and sisters. So, I mean, that's crazy. Imagine leaving well, a homophobic comment. It sounds like they stand with their LGBTQ plus brothers and sisters eventually. Like, I get it. But like, if your first if your first instinct is to be like, well, they must have been hacked. Oh, yeah, but I then know. after a further investigation, then we realized, no, no, right. no. There was right. social outcry and you you got caught with your pants down and had to do something about it. Uh, whatever. You know what? Totally. Speaking of one Democrat, uh, from one Democrat to the other, Pete Buttigieg over to President Joe Biden. Um, I, I hear you have uh, an update for us and, and also some audio of Joe Biden placing the blame directly at the feet of Donald Trump. Yeah, we do. So only weeks before he would take the oath of office, President Joe Biden watched from his home in Delaware as thousands of rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th in hopes of preventing him from doing so. One year after the siege, which left five people dead and injured hundreds more, Biden laid the blame for the attack on Congress and attempted insurrection squarely at the feet of his predecessor, former President Donald Trump. Now, we do have some audio. Take a listen. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle, because he sees his own interest as more important than his country's interest, than America's interest. And because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our constitution, he can't accept he lost. That part, his bruised mm-hmm. ego. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know, <sighs> crazy. All right, I, let's the get thing in- is, the thing is, I just gotta say this quickly. Whether or not you support Donald Trump, right? Well, you could be like the most fervent supporter of Donald Trump. You still have to be able to recognize as a human being with emotions and, and a sense of reality on some level that the guy is an like egomaniac, right? Like we can all at least agree on that. Like yeah. he is an egomaniac. That doesn't mean people don't support him, but his ego runs everything. Yeah, it does. Absolutely it does. All right, let's uh do a little weather quickly. It's going to be a high of 54 in Sacramento, 75 in Cathedral City, 75 in La Quinta, a high of 48 in Seattle, 68 in Phoenix, and 55 in San Francisco. Then give us a vibe of the day. You are not a product of your circumstances. You are a product of your decisions. I love that. You sure are. All right. Well, coming up, we are recapping our memories of January 6th. It's on everybody's uh, mind today, and we will discuss now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to The Morning Beat as we continue uh, taking a deep dive into uh, the January 6th insurrection on this one-year anniversary. I can't even believe we're here, but let's just... Uh, start off with our, our former president, Donald J. Trump, uh, reminding us exactly how we got here. Because uh, as we know, uh, this is exactly what he wanted to happen. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully Slated, lawfully slated. Okay, so I guarantee you that lawfully slated is a phrase he learned that day, um, and they were lawfully slated. But uh, your thoughts, Michaela? What, what what comes to mind when you think of that day one year ago today? You know, for me, I just think that so many people were obsessed with Trump. I mean, they were willing to lose their lives for Trump, and Trump essentially asked them to. And then Mm -hmm. everything went down. We were reporting on it. It was a really crazy time. But unfortunately for conspiracy theorists, everything that they believed was going to happen never ended up happening. None of it. And what blows my mind is, and, and also it really hasn't worked out for Trump in some ways because people are bitter now. Some of them have called Trump a traitor. You know, Trump went on talking with Candace Cohen saying that everybody should get vaccinated. And a lot of those conspiracy conspiracy theorists were like, wait, what? Now he wants us to get back. It's been up and down and up and down. It's wild because on one hand, he's like, oh, this thing's going to go away. And then we find out that he got vaccinated secretly without telling anybody. And then months later, starts telling people, yeah, I got vaccinated. Now he's saying get boosted. And the same people that are saying vaccines aren't real and they're killing us and they're putting microchips in our bodies are are, are, are turning on this guy who is their like Lord and Savior. Meanwhile, and I think that you'll re- respect this on some weird level, uh, while this was all going on last year, Melania Trump, too busy to be bothered, she was doing a photo... A photo shoot at the White House. And I made, listen, I'm, I mean, I made a funny video about that because at the time I was impersonating Melania, but it's sick. Like it, it was, it was so funny to watch because it really was happening. Well, it's just so disgusting to hear like this party of family values, right? We're talking about a woman who wore a jacket to the border where kids were in cages saying, I don't really don't care 
on her jacket or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. And then who does a photo shoot, uh, uh, you know, a la Kate Winslet Titanic lying across the couch in the White House while this is all going on. It's insane. But uh, I remember that day Chuck Schumer did uh, share his thoughts with America uh, on what what his interpretation of what happened was. Now, January 6th will go down as one of the darkest days in recent American history. A final warning to our nation about the consequences of a demagogic president. Okay, so that like we're hearing this coming from a Democratic senator from uh, New York, also Donald Trump's home state. But then we have a congressman on the other side of the aisle, uh, Matt Gates, sharing his thoughts. Some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters and, in fact, were members of the violent terrorist group Antifa. Okay, so (laughs) this claim, if you're not going to dig any deeper, might sound salacious and might really get you fired up if you're a Trumper, right? Well, it's, it's false. It's all patently false. There is no Antifa. It's not even a thing. I think that we're also in a really odd situation that we haven't really talked about or I haven't talked about so much because we say like we're a divided nation. You know, there's the Democrats, there's the Republicans, and then you've got the super, super left, the super, super right. But then I feel like you have a whole nother set of people that were major right wing conspiracy theorists that feel betrayed by Trump and now hate Trump and hate Biden. So it's Sort of like there's three parts to it now because this is what stemmed from the riot. They were doing well, what they were yep. told to do. Nothing came out. Trump can't even talk. He's banned from everything. So they don't. They have no real leadership. When he does talk, he says get vaccinated. It's like confusing. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, you got to go back. I, the the seeds were planted years and years and years ago. You talk about the Tea Party movement that took over the Republican Party for quite a while. Then it kind of dissipated. It seemed like on the surface, uh, but what that really did was sort of pave the way for this modern conspiratorial sort of Republican Party that exists today, and and opened the door for somebody like a Donald Trump. You know, the Tea Party seemed like the antithesis of what George W. Bush was in some ways, right? Uh, it it was like the party of of the Michelle Bachmans and the Sarah Palin's like it seemed extreme at the time and Donald Trump saw that and said hey I can make some money I can fool some people and I get a lot of power um but Joe Biden uh, did step in today. He's not the greatest orator in the world, um, uh, but he, he he was raised with a speech impediment and he's got a little phlegm in his throat, but he still did do his best to remind us of who we are as Americans. And so at this moment, we must decide what kind of nation are we going to be? Are we going to be a nation that accepts political violence as a norm? Are we going to be a nation Will we allow partisan election officials to overturn the legally expressed will of the people? There it is. I mean, who are we? That's the question. I mean, I think I think I think there's nothing he could have said more powerful one year later than just asking a simple question to us, like, "Who are we?" And we 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 the people have to decide who exactly we are. Doesn't mean we need to agree on everything, uh, but. Do we believe in free and fair elections? Do we believe in, in, in giving the power to the people? Or are we going to step aside and let let a dictator government take over? Because that's what Donald Trump wants, to be honest. And that's not what all Republicans want. 
But until they're ready to stand up to him like Liz Cheney and a few others have, uh, that could be the, the where we're heading as, as a nation. Yeah, I know. It's a really interesting time. And I feel like people like me who weren't always really involved in politics um, and then kind of started to get more interested in politics, it, it just all really does feel super overwhelming. And it does feel mm. very surreal. And it feels almost like... Um, Sometimes it may come off like I'm not even paying attention because of the questions that come out of my mouth. But half the time I'm trying to just wrap my brain around what's being said. I mean, if you say it out loud to even a little kid, you're like, yeah, people don't like the president now. Uh, people hated the president before. He's not allowed on any social media now. Yeah, you, couldn't, wanna, you couldn't write the script. Uh, you, couldn't. you couldn't write the script and it couldn't it would not get picked up by any legitimate studio because it's so insane. Yet here we are and it could happen again. Uh Ugh, I know. To be an American, We right? live in it. It's just so crazy. All right. Well, coming up, are the elements still there for January 6th to happen again? One important uh, contribution of the day and show it hasn't changed. We have a reporter from The Washington Post joining us next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, as we sort of continue to dissect and, and, and manage our emotions around the one-year anniversary of the insurrection on Capitol Hill, uh, you know, there is a mental health aspect of it that is, is very important to us here at Channel Q in The Morning Beat, and we're having those discussions, but it's also super important to get to the root of the problem. And, and a reporter from The Washington Post was uh, a, a part of a trio of very talented reporters, or a, quadru- a quadruplet, I guess we could call them, a quad uh, these, these four got together and put together this piece that's in the Washington Post uh, that is absolutely incredible. Uh, they reviewed millions of posts uh, that showed Facebook played a critical role in spreading false narratives that uh, led to the violence on January 6th. Uh, the Facebook groups actually topped 10,000 daily attacks on the election before January 6th, according to this analysis. And one of those four reporters uh, is named Craig Timberg from the Washington Post. He's with us right now. Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Um this this is it's my pleasure. This is really a deep dive into what actually got us to that day, uh, uh, and so I want to start there. Uh, what really stood out to you as you guys were really investigating uh, all the details that led up to the insurrection on January sixth? Well, you know, a lot of us had written quite a bit about um, what had happened on other platforms, right? So, like the Donald Dot Win was a pro-Trump platform where a lot of very specific and violent organizing happened. Uh, you know, everyone can see what happens on Twitter, uh, and that got a lot of analysis, Parler, Gab, you name it. But Facebook is a much tougher nut to crack for kind of technical reasons. Uh, and so, of course, we knew that, that, that there had been some bad content on Facebook and that Facebook is almost never aggressive enough in policing its own platform. But we didn't know exactly how to tell that story until we were able to acquire this data. And suddenly we had these millions of posts in Facebook groups. How much of it, how bad was it? And of course, as you just read off, there was a lot of it, and a lot of it was really bad, and Facebook uh, was quite slow in addressing it. Mm. That's so interesting. I uh, I think that uh, just seeing a post that popped up, Joe Biden in his speech said, um, you know, Donald Trump is still just having a hard time that he lost. And I feel like we've seen we haven't heard very much from Donald Trump also because he's like been banned from everything. But we've heard a lot from his supporters still. Many people um, saying that obviously there's going to civil uh, going to be a civil war. It's becoming inevitable. Part of the article that was written. Do you still think that that's going to happen here? later 
Do you, do you mean, do I think a civil war is going to happen? Uh, do they it, think it, people are... It's impossible, yeah. Are we still maybe headed that way, even with Donald Trump being silenced? I, I, I have no idea if a civil war is on, on the horizon. I can tell you that the country is as divided as I've ever seen it. I mean, one, one of the things that I did for this story was I went out and visited, you know, a guy who um, hosted one of these groups that had a lot of this bad content. You know, and he's you know, like a former police officer in Missouri, and frankly, a quite in you know at least in 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 ways that I could ordinarily perceive, and he seemed like quite a reasonable guy and a stand-up member of his community. But he absolutely believes that election was stolen. He absolutely believes that COVID vaccines are tainted. And I came back with this very troubling sense that we're just living in parallel realities. And obviously, I'm not the first one to feel that way. Or, or, or to say it, but it, when you when you move around the country, you really think, "Wow, like we are we are not, we don't we do not act and talk like one country anymore." And that, to me, is a big change over the course of my career, and it's very troubling. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I grew up uh, born and raised in a small town in Ohio. If you're just now joining us, we're talking to Craig Timberg. He's a reporter for the Washington Post uh, about this article that he and others uh, in collaboration with ProPublica uh, released on the one year anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. Um, I, yeah, I go back to Ohio and I've got family and loved ones there who, again, I have an uncle who's a former police officer and he's a hardcore Trumper, doesn't trust vaccines. And they these are people who were seemed reasonable to me in much of my life. And I try to like wrap my brain around like, am I missing something? Is there something I'm not aware of? But to me, it always comes back to the white cis male feeling like he's losing at something, feeling like he's being left behind. He's being left left in a, in a different time and a place that they want to hold on to. And it feels like Donald Trump in my assessment is the man who has tapped into that and is speaking to that do you think that this 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 the the feeling of like two different Americas right now is sort of a, a shedding of our past and and sort of like facing our demons as we try to move forward? And do you think it's possible to move forward as the nation that we that we've known for you know hundreds of years? I mean, that's a great question, and you know, I I, I can't think of anything wrong with your analysis. I mean, the things that pop up in my mind are, you know, we have this deeply fractured um, information ecosystem. So, you know, I work for the Washington Post, right? People make certain assumptions about me because I work for the Washington Post, but you know, I get up every day trying to like get to the bottom of difficult truths and, and publish them. And when we're wrong, we retract those things, you know, uh, y- you know, the information that is flowing to a lot of the world doesn't really follow those standards anymore. And so there's all of this conspiracy stuff online. There's a lot of very partisan, um, you know, what you would call ordinarily newsizations, but some of them aren't, are really just propaganda outfits. And so, like, it's very hard, you know, if what you hear day in, day out, again and again, is that the election was stolen, I mean, it's reasonable for, for people to believe that. I mean, the sources of information they regard as authoritative are telling them that, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't have the capacity to go vet these things on their own. I mean, I kind of do because I'm paid to look into it. I can look at court cases. I can investigate things. But for the ordinary people, you know, people you know, basically believe what they're told by people they trust. And so that fracturing of the information ecosystem to me is a huge problem. The other thing I'd say is, you know, those of us who live in cities are undergoing sort of social and cultural change much more quickly than people who live far from cities. Mm. And so that I, I feel like that that's probably always been true, but it feels even more true than it's ever been. And, you know, I, 
I, I feel like, you know, I've, you know, I grew up in a suburb, but I, I've done a lot of reporting in, in, in remote rural places. And you know, overwhelmingly, the people I meet in these places are, you know, decent and we should 98% of the values we, we share. Right. right. And, um, and, and yet, uh, there's this effort to divide us over a relatively small number of, of issues that maybe in the end aren't all that consequential. And so it's just like the pace of change is really different in urban areas and non-urban areas. And I just think that's part of what we're feeling. Mm. It's just like, you know, we're just kind of drifting away from each other. Craig, we appreciate you so much for joining us. Uh, Washington Post National Technology reporter Craig Timberg, thank you so much for your insight and all that you're doing. We hope to talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Take care. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, Michaela, I remember a time when I took this job a couple of years ago when part of how it was sold to me, it was you saying, AJ, Coachella is so fun. <laughs> These music festivals are a blast. We get a house. Channel Q does it right. We get to interview some of the biggest celebrities in the game. And I was like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. And then a, then a global pandemic happened, and we have not been to a festival since. Well, if things go the way we're hoping they do this spring. Coachella could be coming back with some major, major headliners. What's popping? Okay, so Billie Eilish and Kanye West are slated to headline the 2022 Coachella Festival. Uh, sources tell Variety, Swedish House Mafia is also on the bill. Although it is unclear whether the group is the festival's third headliner, the traditional throwback slot for the, the reunion of a more veteran artist. I mean, this would be amazing. The festival, which is already sold out, is scheduled to take place over the weekends of April 15th through the 17th and April 22nd through the 24th, 2022, uh, at its usual location. Um, and I think that it would would be so fun if we got to go normally we do it does beg the question though with other things shutting down april's only a few months away will we see ourselves at coachella this year yeah it's really interesting because uh for them to announce this today i feel like they have to be hopeful yes right, right. and i think that the the good sign is that the things that are shutting down right now are indoors you know um 
and you know the Grammy is postponed and and other other things shut down. Sundance Film Festival shut down uh, because you have to view those films indoors because it's so cold, right? right? Mm-hmm. So things that can still happen and take place outdoors, we're still seeing packed football stadiums all over the country. Um, so hopefully things you know start to improve by the spring as they often do and by late april hopefully we'll be in a position where we can go party at coachella i know that's right i would love to take you but both weekends are already sold out so somebody's got to get on that uh on that on that situation and figure that out okay well we got to talk to our boss this is very serious news okay it's very serious (laughs) um i i love it and i hope that we uh we get to celebrate because that would be so great i've always enjoyed it i will tell you though that lisa i won't name the company we we're so excited. Lisa was DJing that uh, weekend, and she has a deathly, deathly allergy to uh, peanuts and sunflower seeds and oil. And a lot of the healthier foods that are vegan have a lot of sunflower in them. And she had a bite of something, and we did not bring her EpiPen. And she lit up like a firecracker, honey. She was out of control. We had to take her to the hospital really fast so she could get a little... Uh, calmed down so we we just are more careful glad glad that turned out okay you remember back in 2020 they had announced it was travis scott frank ocean and rage against the machine that were supposed to supposed to headline um a lot has changed for travis scott in the time since it's fascinating they they brought on three completely different names listen uh you know kanye west still problematic in some ways but he's a genius and a performer so as an artist I'm always a fan. Absolutely. All right. Well, coming up, it's Therapy Thursdays. We're talking to James Gay uh, on the January 6th fallout. A lot of people have a lot of emotions about this and people are scared. Nobody really knows what's going on. So he's going to break that down for us next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. It's Therapy Thursday. We're going to be joined by our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, for a two-parter today. Uh, He's going to be talking to through the emotions of coping with the reality of America as it is today on the one-year anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. Also sticking around to have a conversation about dry January. Uh, is it helpful? Is it something that you should consider? Is it something I should consider? Uh, he's going to be talking us through the pros and cons and also giving some other tips and tricks uh, if you feel like maybe you did drink a little bit too much during the holidays and you'd like to cut back now, but dry January might not be uh, the route you want to take. He's got some advice for for you on Therapy Thursdays coming up here on the Morning Beat this hour. So stick around. Right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat from Michaela Gordon. All right. Well, only weeks before he would take the oath of office, President Joe Biden watched from his home in Delaware as thousands of rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th in hopes of preventing him from doing so. One year after the siege, which left five people dead and injured hundreds more, Biden laid the blame for the attack on Congress and attempted insurrection squarely at the feet of his predecessor, former President Donald Trump. Biden, without mentioning his predecessor by name, once in his 25-minute remarks, condemned Trump's role in uh, the failed push with discredited claims of election fraud, as well as his silence during the worst of the rioting, which threatened the life of his own vice president. Take a listen. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle because he sees his own interest as more important than his country's interest, than America's interest. And because his bruised ego 
matters more to him than our democracy or our constitution. He can't accept he lost. Uh, Biden then continued to discuss the GOP and the state of the party opposing him and essentially pledging their undying support to the former president. Well, some courageous men and women in the Republican Party are standing against it, trying to uphold the principle of that party. Too many others are transforming that party into something else. They seem no longer to want to be the party, the party of Lincoln, Eisenhower, Reagan, the Bushes. But whatever my other disagreements are with Republicans who support the rule of law and not the rule of a single man, I will always seek to work together with them. Uh, So that's crazy. We'll continue keeping you updated uh, as the morning goes on. In other news, the CDC has updated its recommendations for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine booster to include children as young as 12, at least five months after they finish their primary set of shots. Separately, a bipartisan groups of senators floated the idea of more COVID-19 relief as event cancellations, closures and travel woes pile up due to skyrocketing Omicron cases. However, the talks failed to move forward. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 55 in San Francisco, 68 in Phoenix, 48 in Seattle, 39 in Baltimore, 18 in Chicago, 54 in Sacramento and 75 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. I'll tell you this much, Michaela. You're the only way. You're the only thing standing in the way of your dreams. I just want you to know that it's not my vibe, but it is my thank, vibe. I'm just going to go with that. Thank right you, now. honey. So I uh, love it. I want you to recover from COVID and get back here in studio so we can make our dreams happen in 2022 here in the Morning Beat. How about that? I know that's right. Love you. All right, coming up, marriage and family therapist James Gay is joining us to talk about the anniversary of. January 6th. It has a lot of people emotional, very confused and kind of scared how to navigate through those emotions. We'll discuss next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat on this Therapy Thursday. We've been having a lot of conversations today about the one-year anniversary of the insurrection on Capitol Hill last year. And it's great to have these conversations and just share all sorts of audio of our political leaders and, and their take on that day. But I think it's also important, and this is super important to us here at the Morning Beat and at Channel Q, to have conversations on the mental health of it all. Uh, So here to help us do that is our marriage and family therapist, James Gay. James, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Glad to be here with you both. We're glad to have you because Michaela brought up a good point uh, earlier, and it's that so many of us whether you've been paying attention to politics in the past or not, whether you have been aware of conspiracy theories in the past or not, a lot of these things have come to the surface this last year or two, and many people are just overwhelmed by it all. Wrapping your brain around everything that's going on in our world and in our nation, hearing things like words like civil war, uh, an insurrection, a pandemic, words that were not a part of our everyday vernacular two years ago are very much at the center of our world and reality now. How, as a therapist, do you talk patients through coping with all of this, just sort of these things that seemed impossible two years ago? Yeah, well, I think the first thing is just validation to recognize that what they see, observe happening is actually happening because there's so much gaslighting, so much deceit and lying. And just like, again, it's like 
we can't even agree on just the basic facts that we all know to be true. And so to recognize that there's a large percentage of the population that believes in things like, you know, that the vaccines are, you know, doing horrible things to us or that, you know, the insurrection didn't happen um, is really upsetting and confusing. So the first thing, first things first, it's, it's about validating, you know, w- what we know to be true so that we can trust our internal compass and with that move forward in a different way. Um, you know, I think that uh, uh, to AJ's point as well, it's very easy to say to people like, oh, those conspiracy theorists, they're like <clears throat> totally crazy and none of it came true and it doesn't matter. Um, and then it's OK, like Biden's taking care of everything. But there's such a sense of having zero control. And as much as even yeah. for myself wanting to say, yeah, the conspiracy mm-hmm. theories aren't true, there is still a part of me and I think other people that are like, but are they like, where does this cut? Like, I don't understand it. And I just find myself most of the day going, okay, well, the world's probably going to blow up. So I guess I'll just do what I want to do until it does. And I also don't think that's a healthy way to live. Um, <laughs> right. So how do you, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where even seeing traumatic experiences or people that we love or care about impacted by these things, seeing it, you know, witnessing it um, on our, our news source or channel, you know, it's something that can bring up vicarious traumatization, right? Vicarious trauma where just in witnessing and seeing it, it, it can be really, really activating for us as well. So, you know, for us to be able to recognize if we are overactivated or underactivated, if we are in hypervigilance mode, if we're in fight or flight, you know, kind of looking at our environment and looking for danger, if we're, you know, as if the trauma is happening right now, you know, or on the reverse, the opposite side of the equation, if we're dissociating, if we're checked out, if we're numb, if, if it feels like surreal or distance, you know, that's also problematic for freezing in response to remembering trauma. And so much of it is coming back to our bodies, grounding, centering, you know, recognizing the things that are not just problematic in the world, because there's plenty of that, but also integrating other aspects of our present moment reality. Hopefully, certain things that we have, certain connections or support or love or, you know, it's it's tough. It's really tough. There is no, you know, sugarcoating this. It's real. But we also need to have some semblance of balance in our lives to be able to move forward in a better way. Well, if you're just now joining us with our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, talking about the emotions of the January 6th insurrection one year later, how we deal, how we cope. You know, I find myself oftentimes feeling on one hand, uh, I need to di- disconnect because my mental health requires it in order for me yeah. to live any sort of a happy life. And then on the mm-hmm. other hand, I feel like if I disconnect, if I'm not constantly engaged, I'm not fighting for my brothers and sisters and others who might have it even worse than I do. Because if Donald Trump takes over again, what happens to our trans brothers and sisters? What happens to people of color? What happens to our community? So I find it difficult to figure out that balance. Any tips mm-hmm. on finding balance in a situation like this? Well, I mean, some of us, you know, have more of a privilege of being able to select when we take those pauses or breaks. I recognize that. And the more that we can acknowledge when, you know, we are burnt out or, 
um, need those types of breaks, the more that we can stay engaged consistently and taking the kind of action that we need. So really, it's it's tricky. You know, it's, it is about trying to find that fine line of balance that we're engaged and we're, you know, doing what we can to prevent further harm to those, you know, that are further oppressed in our own community, let alone others, while also recognizing, you know, that, that this is impossible for anyone to do 24-7. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you always joining us and just navigating this time. It it feels so crazy. And sometimes the conversations feel repeated, but I think they're necessary to continue reminding us we're all in this together. And we also need a little bit more therapy. So you're going to stick around just a bit longer and we're going to have a discussion on dry January. Uh, Has nothing to do with the insurrection. Maybe it does. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, But more with our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat for a a two-parter today. We're lucky to have our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, here for two segments on this Therapy Thursday. Uh, Thank you so much for sticking around, James. Um, But something that comes up every year around this time, I find myself the last couple of years a little bit more aware of it than maybe previously, is that during the holidays, I'll just speak for myself, I drink a little more drink a little bit more than I do the rest of the year. Because once (laughs) Thanksgiving hits and we get into like Christmas tree season, I'm making Moscow mules every night of the week. Maybe not every night, but I really enjoy them, and so does my partner. What I have found, though, the last couple of years since the pandemic started, my holiday drinking has escalated just a bit. Not to a place where I feel uncomfortable, uh, but to a place where come January, I think to myself, eh, maybe I should just cut back this time of year, uh, maybe for a month. And a lot of people do dry January. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, as, a, as a therapist? Is is it good to set these sort of like hard and fast parameters and say no drinking for an entire month? Uh, or is it okay for some people just to say, well, maybe I'll just cut back a little bit and relax the drinking? You know, I, I think it's, it's one of the many times in our lives that we get to self-reflect and adjust our behaviors. You know, uh, often in the beginning of the year, we evaluate what's going on and where we'd like to be, and that's perfectly valid. So, you know, whether someone is doing an immediate and full sobriety month or they're doing a dry-ish January and consciously drinking less, (laughs) um, it can have short-term benefits. And if it helps to sort of recalibrate and readjust our drinking moving forward so that it's a bit more moderate, then that's really useful as well. The the one warning I do have is if someone is extremely heavily drinking, that, you know, that's the type of situation where they actually need a medical detox because it can be life-threatening and even worse than detoxing from heroin. That's Most people who are drinking to that level aren't going to be doing like a dry January kind of thing, but I just wanted to get that caveat as well. Mm. Um, you know, I think that it's so interesting because I I liked to do dry January years ago. I'd be like, okay, it's a nice reset. Also, my birthday's in January, so I want to look thin the day of. Really, it's just all about how I look. But just wait, I- wait, wait, wait. So you would do a dry first half of January because your birthday's on the 14th, and I know you are not going sober on your birthday. Listen to me. One year Ooh. I did. One year I did because I wanted to stick to my own commitment. It sucked. No, it was actually a nice birthday. Uh, but I do think that over the years. I'm just done with New Year's resolutions and I'm done with dry January because it's just too much expectation on me, I feel like. And also, we're 
not where we were at five years ago when the world was maybe or maybe seven years ago, maybe eight years, maybe 20 years ago when the world was more calm. <laughs> you didn't, you know, necessarily want a glass of wine. So what do you think about having those uh, expectations set for yourself? Well, you know, I mean, the, the reality is that drinking has gone, gone up in this pandemic because we're all trying to cope the best that we can. And sometimes we need a little extra assistance um, by those kinds of things. And so, you know, I don't think it's useful to go into it with self-judgment or self-recrimination or this black or white thinking, you know, uh, giving ourselves some grace and some kindness and compassion as we recognize if our drinking has increased as a way of coping and ultimately finding a variety of ways of coping, not just drinking, not just using substances, you know, but also other ways to self-regulate and stay engaged and, and deal with the real life and death stressors that exist now. And I don't want to make light of any of this. Obviously, if, if, if dry January is something that you think that you need to kick off your sobriety, to get yourself mentally and physically healthy once again, uh, that is super important. And that is for you, then then we absolutely fully support that. Um, and we also yeah. want to let you know that the crisis, there are crisis hotlines out there uh, for alcohol addiction helpline. You can call 1-888-843-8967. That is 1-888-843-8967. Uh, for anybody looking to maybe, you know, just kind of cut back and find other ways of, of managing their stress levels. Any tips and tricks as we uh, head into 2022 now uh, to cope with the chaos of it all without turning to an alcoholic drink? Well, there's there's something, you know, I know a lot of people know about uh, AA and those kinds of programs, but it doesn't work for a large percentage of the population. And, and there are other kinds of things like moderation management or harm reduction approaches to sort of curb some of that behavior or at least take away some of the negative consequences of it. So there are resources like that. In addition, the more that we can add you know, better behaviors or ways of coping that don't have the same negative consequences, you know, like the things we typically talk about, you know, getting exercise, you know, especially cardiovascular exercise to release feel-good hormones, you know, to deal with some of the depression or anxiety that's happening right now. You know, the more that we can reach out for social support, if, if we need above and beyond support, we can reach out to a psychotherapist or coach or professional. You know, there's just lots and lots of different resources and, and recognizing that we need help and then actually asking for it, um, you know, takes courage. Um, but it's something that we all need to do from time to time. <clears throat> well, thank you so much, uh, James. Gay, our marriage and family therapist. Uh, we happy new year to you, and we hope that uh, you make it through the week. New year as well. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. All right, coming up. Oh, this was also devastating. Starting the new year, the loss of Betty White. Uh, we have some of the information on how they will honor her, uh, but they said they don't want to make too big of a fuss. Find out about her funeral details next. Welcome back to the Morning Beats. Time for another round of What's Poppin'? Michaela, what do you have for us? Okay, well, our queen, Betty White, will have a private funeral because she never wanted people to make a fuss over her. Her publicist has confirmed. Um, and that's, I, she, I feel like Betty White 
couldn't get any better. And somehow she is just continuing to live on. Uh, and we're finding even sweeter things. First of all, the, the one word, Alan, coming out of her mouth before she passed, made everybody cry yesterday. Oh, and her now, husband, Alan Ludden, who passed away in 1981, by the way. Yeah. 40 years ago. And she that's the word that she exits this, yes. earth, this earthly life with. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, everybody was crying. And then to know that she wanted to just have something really small because she didn't want people to make a fuss over her. She was just so humble and so wonderful. Also, and did I just say earthly life? Like, what is that? Did what's, you what, say that? Earth, yeah, her earthly life, I said. <laughs> her time did on you, earth. I liked it. <laughs> earthly life. It makes sense. <laughs> um, oh. But, you know, it's so great, too, because... Although she'll do something very small and private, fans really want to do something for her. And so uh, on January 17th, a lot of people are donating to uh, pet shelters in honor of oh. her because uh, she was so in love with with pets. And I I just think that's so sweet. And I, you know, she said she was quoted, I'm not preaching, but I think maybe I learned it from my animal friends, kindness and consideration of somebody besides yourself. I think that keeps you feeling young. I do. And that was her passion, animals. And of course, her true love, Alan. And uh, she just keeps getting better. I, you know what's I, fascinating? Here's an idea. on her, What would have been her 100th birthday on January 17th. Uh, if you can, give $100 to, a, to an animal organization somewhere. Uh, ASPCA or, or our local shelter. Um, and also, it's really fascinating that this is coming. Justin? Did you say $100? Yeah, why not? I mean, the, the 5 10 No, I said 20? 100 I said okay. 100 I said, And I said, if you can, okay. give 100 bucks in honor of her 100th birthday. I think that's doable. And and if it's not, if 5 bucks is what you need to give, give it. But how many people spend so much money on their Starbucks coffee every day of the week? 25 bucks a week? You give it up for one month and you might help an animal. I mean, I, it's just an idea. On her 100th birthday, what better way to do something? Or, or, or donate 100 minutes of your time. Find a way to be creative about it. If, if cash isn't something you can give, there there are other ways to give. Um, my point being to honor her on her hundredth birthday. Why not give something to the to the to the cause that meant the most to her? Also, it's interesting that this is happening too. That this attention is being brought to you know animal shelters and adopting animals and things like that on the heels of Pope Francis just speaking this week about how society is sort of falling apart because more adults are choosing to be pet parents than actual parents to real children. First of all, um, I'm a pet it, parent. He says, it's, I know, so am I. He says it's a selfish choice, and I'm like, eh, come on, Pope. I'm usually with you, but not on this one. Listen, my baby Rocco got a scratch on his eye, and it's making him feel terrible. He's been licking his little paws. I literally start to cry anytime he's in any kind of pain. We rescued him four years ago. We have to take him to the vet, and those vet... Uh, expenses are not cheap. It's almost oh, I spent four hundred dollars like- last week on a toenail. Yeah, on a broken toenail for my dog. So yeah. I know not everybody can give a hundred dollars, but give what you can. Yeah, little babies. All right, coming up in our final hour this morning, we are recapping our memories of January sixth um, and working through our emotions. Quite honestly, we'll be back. Tell me something. I'll tell you something good uh, that came out of something very much not good. Earlier this week, there was the uh, the issue on Virginia's I-95 when hundreds of travelers were stuck on the highway on Monday following a crash that involved 
Six tractor trailers uh, took place during a snowstorm. It literally was the perfect storm of a lot of really terrible things all happening at one time. If you've ever driven in a snowstorm, you know it's something you want to avoid at all costs. It's terrifying. My parents taught me to drive on a snowy, icy parking lot at a YMCA in a full-size conversion van when I was 15 years old. And I had I was halfway, I think I was about uh, six months from getting my license. And they wanted me to learn what it was like to drive on ice while it was icy out. And it was terrifying. And they made me hit the brakes over and over again and feel what a donut felt like. That's when you spin in a circle. It's not a good situation to be in, which explains a little bit how this could have happened, how these six tractor trailers could have gotten backed up. Well, truckers began sharing supplies with fellow drivers who were stuck and concerned about running out of food and water. Uh, The temperature, uh, this was in Fredericksburg, uh, Virginia, early Tuesday morning was approximately down to 16 degrees. It is cold. So a reporter, a local reporter for CBS 4 News, uh, well, in Miami, actually, uh, did a story on this and said that a truck driver came to him with a case of water from his own supply. The driver was tapping on car windows and offering folks water. He was an official. He thinks he was just simply a good Samaritan. And apparently this happened uh, throughout the 24 hours. Being stuck in a snow a snowstorm for 24 hours, you run out of gas, can't start your car, can't turn your heat on. You're in trouble. And I don't know uh, a lot of people, Michaela, you in particular, you would have been a goner. You usually run with about one gallon of gas maximum in your First car. First of all. You get stuck in a snowstorm for 24 hours. You better hope somebody taps on your window and comes and saves the day. First of all. First <laughs> of all. I don't even like driving when it's 80 degrees out on a freeway with working tires and gas in my tank, honey. You give yeah. me any sort of issue because I've done that. I've... uh I've I had a pop tire and I slid off the freeway and it terrified me like I still have PTSD and the cop who helped me made me fix it myself never knowing how to change a tire you need to learn I still don't know how as we kind of go over this one year anniversary of the insurrectional day it was kind of a heavier show but it was an important important show and I think that this reminds us that humanity is not lost completely, that when it comes to moments of crisis like this, that I'm sure nobody was going around knocking on windows saying, are you a Democrat or Republican? Or do you believe, uh, do you support Trump or Biden? That wasn't happening. They were handing out water and supplies to help their fellow brothers and sisters in need. And I think I think it's a good it's a good thing to end on today. I think we'll just wrap it up with yeah, that it's one perfect. Because it's a reminder that we all have so much more in common than we then you know then our differences might suggest and if we can just lean into that lean into that little bit of humanity and and see if we can water that seed and and, and hope that it grows once again i think we'll be okay as a country as a nation as a people uh because this one year anniversary is disheartening to be honest and it's it's frustrating yeah it is it is well uh, a great way to end this show also um we we are so thankful to the reporters that joined us today and uh, obviously james gay uh, for therapy thursdays we'll continue having these conversations stay safe wear your mask hug yourselves a little tighter today because everyone's feeling a little emotional and we'll see you tomorrow hug yourselves can i hug you get over here holly boy this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.